best boxing podcast in the world. everybody another episode of juicy's body show angel here my boy jp jp what's up man it's time ladies and gentlemen <clears throat> gonna be another quick one people this is the time this time of year is always tough for us anyway so here we go first things first falls on twitter cheap seats box itunes rate review you'll be the next unofficial sponsor people help us out god damn it you all been lazy as hell i ain't gonna lie a little disappointed in you guys helps the show become more noticeable and that's all we ask for me five stars in a review um Follow us on all the platforms, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, everywhere. Just everywhere. Uh, subscribe on the YouTube page where the audio is. Um, all right. Couple, I guess some some uh, cleanup on because we weren't here for the Canelo review. Canelo gets the 11th round knockout against Kovalev. JP, have you woken up from watching that fight? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know what? That fight bothered me. It was cool. Using a jab from Kovalev was good. Smart, keep him away from him. But not really putting nothing on the jab and just trying to touch him all the time bothered me. I'm like, you really not going to come behind that? As good of a jab and as strong as a jab he has, he never came behind it. Uh, Canelo, he looked like he was just trying to not necessarily bully his way in, but get close enough to hit him with something hard. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even know if that was Sergey Kovalev. And it w- damn sure wasn't a crusher. But never putting any power behind the shots made me look like, you really don't want to fight today. You know, when he got knocked out, I'm like, okay. I mean, you wasn't really fighting to keep him off you no way. So, you was going to get hit eventually. So the only problem I had was after that, we were talking about he still was a little bit off from the yard fight. When previously, he said he loved a quick turnaround because he would be in great shape. He didn't have to worry about weight or anything, which he missed twice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you got to give Canelo made history. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kovalev looked like he didn't really want to win or come to fight. The touching is cool, but not not putting anything behind it. But that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, it didn't look like he wanted to win. He didn't look like he fought to win. Let's put it like that. Um, and it looked like he got caught with a good shot, but I've seen him hit get take that shot before. It, it, it looked like he was like, I'm good with this. Hit me, and I'm, I'm going to go down. And like, Because he slumped really hard. Like For somebody who's never really been hurt like that, like to slump from – and Canelo's not the biggest puncher. I don't even know if he's had a knockdown at 160. I don't think he has. He hasn't had it. Technically. Who did he knock down? I'm trying to think. Amir Khan. Oh, that's true. I forgot about the Amir Khan fight. <clears throat> uh, I wonder why. Um, but that was at 155. <laughs> 
So at 160, he hasn't had a knockdown. At 164, he didn't have a knockdown against Chavez Jr. But he did have the knockdown against uh, Rocky Fielding 168. So, I mean, it, it to me, it just looked like at that point, Kovalev didn't come to – it didn't look like he came to win at all. He, he wasn't – he never went for He never tried to – he never really followed up with that big right. Like, it just – he just was there. And when he said he was happy about the quick turnaround because it was a quick 15 that he was going to make – and I think that's why he was happy because it sure as hell wasn't because he was ready to go. Um, going forward, we'll see. I mean, obviously Canelo's got everything. Like, let's put it like this. 160 is out of the question anymore. I'm sorry. He's not going back down to 160. He's going to make everybody come to him like he always has. So, like, why if you if you go up to 175 and you've done the 168 thing, 160 is out of the question. Now, you might maybe give him to 165, maybe, depending on how he feels. It, but 168. Now, people are saying now, oh, maybe he fights Golovkin, but it'll be 168. Yeah, that's exactly what the fuck I said. Well, yeah, Billy Joe looked like shit last week. So, yeah, maybe he gets Billy Joe. But, again, he didn't move that well. That knee is not, it's just not going to be the same. It just looks like, it just, it doesn't look like it's going to be the same. So, young guys who can move in their prime it's just not his that's just not his wheelhouse right it hasn't been his wheelhouse Danny Jacobs was the closest one and he fought him at 32 that's the closest one he's fought at their prime in like six years uh you got to go back to Austin Trout Arizlandi Lara days I mean it's he hasn't fought a prime guy in forever I mean and Danny Jacobs it's on the back end of it it's not it's not like he's right in the middle of it you know somebody who's right in the middle of it is going to be a Jamal Charlo and and even a, even a Android is going in his prime, but he's starting to get to the back end now. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, it was a, I mean, you got to give him credit for the knockout. Nice performance, but the fight was fucking terrible. I mean, the picture of them taking a nap before the fight started is not a good look. I was taking a nap during the fight, uh, so it just it was it was it was a terrible fight to watch. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll see where it goes from here. I mean, who knows. I won't. It's hard to even box him in anymore to see who's going to fight because it feels like he can just fucking pick anybody he wants now. <laughs> to, this is like I said, the weight, and even when I called back in the day about Adonis Stevenson, I, prior to that, I, I said, you know what? When when Canelo fought Floyd, I was like, he's going to be doing this. This weight thing is going to be a, a, a issue in his career. What I see in Canelo is a good, smart. He's a great fighter, you know. I said it. he's, you know, but he's he looks like he got that judo knee. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if somebody don't understand what I'm saying. Like when people do judo and they do the flips, one of the things their knee gets real stiff. So one of his knees looks like it's just not. That's why I kept saying I don't think he can fight going backwards, because if you notice, he stands his ground and he presses forward. He never really goes back. And if and if you make him move, you know, people don't even make him move from side to side, really. And it's like, well, if you keep playing in his wheelhouse, this is why I think a person like Billy Joe Saunders is actually dangerous. Because a person who can't necessarily hit him or hurt him and can have a stick and move, he's going to have to keep resetting. Mm-hmm. Reset. And that's going to be the issue. You know, People think about Floyd, but before Amir Khan got popped, he was really dishing, he was getting at him. But went to that body. Somebody like Billy Joe, maybe not so much, because of the size difference, you know, between him and Amir Khan. But 
you know, you got, I still got to salute him. I mean, he, he did the homicide Hank route. But, you know, the thing about it is, I don't know how it's going to look, look historically when people look back at it because it's like, you beat Rocky Field. They will give you Kovalev. Triple G, they're going to give you. But Rocky Fielding, they're not going to give you. Because that's not, you know, that, you know, that, it, he, you're a three-division champ. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Rocky Fielding is like, who the hell is that in, in boxing terms? Um, We'll see. Well, you know, that the big debate came, you know, especially with Inui fighting the a few days later, who was number one? Uh, I still have Inui above him. I mean, and this, you know, and we'll get into that. But because he stopped Kovalev, people are like, oh, look. Yeah, but that's the first time he's ever stopped anybody for a title, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe Matthew, did he, or did it go 12 with Matthew Hatton? I don't know. Because he damn sure ain't stopped anybody else for a title. I'm not, sorry, I'm not counting Fielding. Um, no. Where Inui stopped all his guys for, for when he won his titles. Um, except for this one, I guess, against uh, yeah, against Donaire. So, I mean, it, it's just, and we'll get into it. Uh, Naomi Inui, Nonito Donaire for the World Boxing Super Series Championship, the Ali Trophy. Um, honestly, a great fight, a great fucking scrap, man. Just back and forth. There was there was ebbs and flows, mostly ebbs for, <laughs> for, for Inui. Um, I had him winning nine rounds, maybe eight rounds, depending on how he scored it. But Nonito came to fight. He did the exact opposite of what Kovalev did. That motherfucker came to win. And he put in what I consider his best – like his type of performance was kind of – to me was reminiscent of Roberto Duran's performance against Iran Barkley. That was his last great stand. He had one more left in him, and he found it against Inouye. And he fucking cracked his orbital bone in the second round, broke his nose, and Inui fought a le- nine, ten, ten rounds, ten and a half rounds with that shit, and still dominated. Basically, basically knocked him out or stopped him in the eleventh round. We needed him with that body shot, mm-hmm. and as soon as I, the, the count was long, everybody talked about the count, but the fact that he turned his back and went and ran away from him before he even went down, and the referee came in between them. As soon as you turn your back and you start running away from them, they can stop the fight right then and there. Um, Inui, we got to see some things from him. He can box. He got a fucking chin from hell. Maybe not an orbital bone from hell. But, and he came back from getting clipped. And after the ninth round when he got clipped, man, he fucking put on, he put some damage on Donaire towards the end. And to me, just solidified his spot as, to me, the most dominant fighter in the world. Um, amazing performance, man. Just a back and, you know, there was a lot of back and forth with them. I thought, of course, Inui got the better of it um, most times. I think the second round, the eighth and the ninth, you could probably give to Donaire. If you want to give him the first, you could. Um, but to me, there wasn't a lot in between that that you could really give him. But he he gave it. Uh, he gave his best. You didn't You didn't leave thinking... He was just cashing out. Like, Kovalev was cashing out. 15 million, I'm gone. I'm good. Donaire never gave that fucking appearance. And anyway, his performance, to me, this elevated him. People were like, it, 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 it exposed him. Exposed him to what? Exposed that he's fucking amazing? <laughs> uh, 
There's a lot of things I saw in this fight that made me go, this is why I love boxing. First thing, when I saw the face-off, Donnell was in shape. He was in shape shape. As it, you know, so for all the boxers who get older and they just can't make, no, no, no. He got in shape. So I don't want, so the excuses of people not getting in shape and not sticking to it, he killed that. So he got in shape because he wanted, he came to fight and he came to win. Second, I think he came out of the gate trying to win. So I think in the first four rounds, I give him three to one as far as Donnell. He, he cut him. He busted his nose, basically, and he broke his eye socket. He probably didn't know about the yeah, okay. eye socket. But the, the other ones, he kind of figured that out. So what I mean is he sensed blood in the water. And on and then NUE was like, I'm still taking over this fight. Because from five on, that's pretty much NUE. That's just pretty much NUE. So it's like Donair was in shape. He brought his best. He fought. He fought hard. He came to win. And we found a way to take over the fight regardless. It was very slick because in the beginning, um, that straight right, straight right, straight right. He just kept cracking Inuyi with it. And then about four or five, Inuyi said, well, I'm going to hit you with one of these two. And then he started taking over. Like the very things that was working for Donnell in the beginning, Inuyi started doing near the fourth, fifth round on. So it was like, he was learning. He was moving. Mm -hmm. And people didn't understand why he was moving. Now we know now. But he don't have to uh, 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 bang like he does. He can actually move, fight, pick his spots, get you when he wants to get you. Man, they are two, two, they are two true champions. Mm -hmm. And they fought like champions. And the best part about this, for me, at the end of the day, um, hats off to Nonito Donaire for this. A few years back, he was a fighter who just didn't look like he was in fighting anymore. And now he looked like he had not only found the love again, but he had found the love a while back. Mm -hmm. But he looked like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out like a champ. Either I'm going to take the title or I'm going to go out like a champ. Mm -hmm. And I got to salute both of them for that. Like, that, that is... Uh, there's no losers. And I'm glad that NU gave him the trophy for a while because they both actually, they, they should have made two for that fight. Mm -hmm. But that's my thoughts. Yeah, they both deserved it. Um, NUE, I tell you what, um, he didn't caught that left. He, he he took that left hook from Donaire. And I, that was kind of shocking. Like, yeah, and Donaire, you talk about being in shape, he's like, he went back down to his best weight, you know. A lot of times it looked like when he was at 122, especially 126, he was at 126 because he didn't want to make weight anymore. And now that this was his third or fourth fight back at 118, it looked it looked good on him. You know, it didn't look as good the first two fights in the in the uh, tournament, but this one it did. Um, and he wasn't going to let that 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 getting hurt bug stop him anyway. I mean. <laughs> Uh, who, who was the first one? Who, uh, I can't think of the first guy he fought. Uh, I can't think of the UK guy right now. He got hurt. And then you look at what Tay-Tay, he got hurt going into it. Yeah, and then fucking, anyway, he gets his fucking orbital bone broke. So, you know, it is, you know, it is what it is. He fucking fought through it. Um, but it's an amazing performance, man. It just it, It's really hard 
to fucking take in to, to, to knock him. I guess if you want to because you don't like him or you're a Canelo fan, I guess it's easier to knock him. But to me, it's just you're just looking for some something, you know. Um, but we'll, we'll see what going forward with him. He was down with top rank. We'll see what happens. Like he's always been a guy who. had a contract where he wasn't going to fucking fight soft opponents. Let's see if he made Bob sign something similar. Because we know Bob likes to put some cupcakes in there. Um, and as far as you're talking about learning, like, yeah, people forget he's still a young fighter. He's, what, 25, 26 now, maybe 26 now. He didn't have an extensive amateur background as much as, like, say, like a Lomachenko. And like that. He's less than 20 fights in his pro career. He was a fucking, he was a two-division champ by 21 years old. Like, he's still learning. This is going to be, as long as that orbital bone holds up, it's going to be a great learning experience. So, all right. So the show got cut off. Uh, me and JP had to go back to work. So this is what you guys are getting. You guys are getting me to finish it. Just a couple minutes. Uh, what I was talking about with NUE was that this is going to be a good learning experience for him. Um you know, when you're that young and you're that inexperienced, something like this can be, you know, it can be really, really good for you going forward. You know, if you use it in the right spot in the right, right way. Also, you know, um, all depending on course of how everything heals up with the orbital bone and everything like that. Um, as you can tell that the quality has changed. Uh, I just finished it at home. Um, the one last thing I want to talk about was the... the you know, I alluded to it earlier was everybody was talking about pound for pound. Who's the best one pound for pound? Is it going to be Canelo? Is it going to be Inui? Um, you know, where I separated the two was the fact that, you know, Inui, yes, you're not going to know a lot of, a, a lot of the names. You're not going to be household names because he fights at a lower weight class. So you're not going to know those guys right away. But you look at who he has fought, where they are ranked and positioned in the in the weight class, and how he has handled them. Now the Donaire fight was standing. Obviously, now I think it's kind of obvious why the the fight went as long as it did, most likely because you know it, with the orbital bone cracked or fractured, and you know the broken nose and everything. Um, I think the only, he had two other fights go the distance. I know one, he had hurt his hand. So like, it, it seems like only when he has some kind of injury as the fight's gone, uh, the full 12. But, um, so where I separated these two is just how he's performed up to this point. I get it. Kovalev got knocked out by Canelo. And so people put a lot of stock into that and I get it. And I'm not saying that it's not worthy of, uh, putting him up there, but, you also have to be honest with yourself and look at the fight and look at how Kovalev fought, you know, the kind of resistance that he put into that fight. Um, there wasn't much, you know, and, and from a guy who's taken shots before and seemed to weather them, uh, you know, body shots, you know, um, with the, um, Ward fight and then the Alvarez fight, we get it, but it just looked like it, it, he was ready to go and give Canelo credit for doing that. But then you also have to take into effect uh, effect 
the fact that when you look at the the, the, the people he's taking titles off of, Matthew Hatton, okay, nothing special. It, it wasn't Ricky. Um, Kodo was 34. Uh, Triple G was 36. Uh, there's Rocky Fielding, you know, whatever. Um, and then Kovalev, 36. So you see a pattern. And it'd be different if all of – NUE's titles were, were off guys like that too, then yeah, you start to balance it out. And plus, he's never lost. So you have to take that in consideration. It's not just who you fought. It's how you performed. It's also wins and losses, you know. And it's not just the fact that he has the one loss to Floyd. It's the fact that people have seen him in their eyes lose two to three to four. Some people say five times, depending. I'm a guy who's who's seen him lose three times. Uh, and so that all plays into it. You know, you got the failed drug test, everything else. That all has to play into it, you know. And if you're going to start to make the, the, the argument of, well, it's all about resume and who has he beaten and all the names on his resume. Well, then if you're making that argument, then all of a sudden that argument changes. And now Manny Pacquiao is number one because his, his resume is beyond reproach and he just beat a a champion in his prime. You know, it's something that let's be honest. What was uh, Thurman 30 at the time, which is, I don't think besides Rocky Fielding, I don't think Canelo's faced a champion in his at 30 or below. I really don't besides Matthew Hatton. So that all comes to play into it. So I kind of throw that out because it's, that's, that's, that, that's the lazy, easy argument is how, how has he done with, you know, with, um, guys in their prime and, and, and the names on the resume. Um, so that's where I separate the two. You know, it doesn't mean that you're wrong or that, that I am, I'm right or anything like that, but that's just how I separate it. and, you know, it, it wasn't an open and shut case. It's not just something that's like, well, yeah, if you don't have them there, then you don't know what you're doing. No, no, there's more to it. Everything is nuanced. Everything is, um, there are just different ways to interpret things. Um, so, you know, uh, that's just, that's just how I see it. Um, all right, guys, we're going to cut it off there. I know it was another short one. Um, so remember, everybody follow the show on Twitter, at, uh, Cheap Seats Box, and then, um, rate and review, be an excellent official sponsor. Just go ahead and take the time out. Uh, it helps us become, you know, more noticeable. We need it. People, you guys haven't been doing it. So I'm going to put it out there for you guys to do. Uh, we appreciate you guys taking the time out and, you know, we will shout you out if you guys do that. Um, and remember, like JP says, this is where the fighters fight and the fans commentate. And you know, we do it just like you from the cheap seats. Cause we ain't buying no tickets. God damn it. Peace. But no one can fake me I'm the product of the projects Lost and crazy Come your hands up Mr. Bruno Rob